Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest on our couch. We got a blonde Jonah Hill that was crying. I don't know if you noticed that. He's wiping the tears off of his fit. No, no one's watching. I saw it. I saw it. I have my back to the TV, but I know the scene. It's because somebody made fun of him and called him the real Slim Shady. Jonah Hill. <laughs> that guy, eh? <laughs> that guy. What about that guy? I don't know, man. I don't know. He's a talented. He's a talented. How do you roll with so much talent? Like when I say roll with so much talent, like him and Adam Levine, they're like best friends. It's the weirdest thing. They they went to high school together apparently, and like they they're they're like the best of buds. And I feel I it's so that. strange that like, hey, this really talented musician guy in high school, I guess, and this really talented you know writer actor. Like, how do you how do the two best buds grow up to be like so bloody fucking successful? I have two questions two- for you. Okay, did they grow up in? In like they're, LA. they're California kids. Okay. And did they go as as to a high like school that just like pumps out famous people? You know, like did they go to Did they go to Beverly school? Hills 90210? Did they go to Beverly High or whatever? That's was that the name of that school in that show? I don't know. Uh, don't don't pretend like you don't fucking know. Don't, I honestly don't make it don't seem remember. like I'm the only person that likes Backstreet Boys and Beverly Hills 90210. Why'd you have to no. Backstreet Boys in there? Just because I know you guys would probably be like, <laughs> no, wait, I do like Backstreet Boys. But Steve Sanders, not my friend. <laughs> I mean, I'm not denying that I like Beverly Hills 90210, but I definitely don't remember the name. I don't remember the, the name. I think watched one of those episodes. The last time that I watched Beverly Hills 90210 was with you yeah. when I was pregnant with our first child, who's going to be eight this summer. Mm. And we it was when we moved into That's our right. new place and we were sleeping on a mattress on the floor because we didn't have a bed frame yet. <laughs> And well, we were we watching 902 until we moved and we decided, eh, let's just not take that with us. Yeah, because we wanted a new one anyway. Yeah, but we yeah. slept on a mattress for the first, what, like two months that oh, we no. lived in that it was place? Fun. It was fun. Thankfully, we got a bed before I got enormously pregnant. That would have been funny. I would have been stuck. Oh, God. Like a dead bug on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like those, the fish. Yes. Those, <laughs> the floppy, those floppy fish. Yeah, these fucking famous kids. It's like, you ever hear stories about all these actors that like were roughly around the same age, how a bunch of them used to like live with each other. Like Matthew McConaughey used to live with like Tobey Maguire, like all these, I, I probably made that those two up, but that, that kind of age group or whatever, mm-hmm. like they all were just in the same place at the same time, kind of going to auditions, trying to make their way through but Hollywood. But that's probably it. how it does happen. Like I'm not saying like in Adam Levine and Jonah Hill's case, that's what happened. It's funny. But if there's me. a bunch of aspiring musicians or aspiring actors and they're all roommates and then one of them meets somebody and then they introduce and it's all, it's networking, networking right? It's who you know. Yeah. Comedians are kind of similar too because probably. they're always in the same circuit and blah 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 it's always interesting for me to hear all those types of stories about in the early days from someone who's really famous like who they used to hang and roll with and especially in la right that's where everybody went to make it so yeah yeah, everybody was there rooming up together i feel like it would be um a disservice to today to not bring up since we're talking about jonah hill because today's bell let's talk day right it's yeah, mental health it day yeah. and uh, Jonah Hill's been very open about like all of the shit he's dealt with with Which his mental health I've, I've, I don't because pay he's stuff, so. because he's hugely famous and okay. this happens with a lot of celebrities you just get nitpicked you get torn apart and he, oh, his weight okay. has fluctuated yes, a yes. lot in Hollywood and it's always like the topics are never about how talented he is like no. what you were just saying it's always oh Jonah Hill's skinny now oh Jonah Hill's fat now like who the fuck cares what his body looks 
looks like. Just stop talking yeah, about I it. Yeah, I saw I saw a clip of like he was doing a press conference, and some do, he this was in Jonah Hill's thinner days, and someone's like, so uh, now that you've lost a little bit of weight, are you still worried about that you're always going to be the Hollywood fat guy? And the look on his face was like, what? Maybe I got that quote wrong, but it was something to that effect. He's been asked questions like that, or people have said to him, like, the people have almost said, like, oh, it's a shame that he lost the weight because that was part of, like, his charm and appeal and part of, like, why he was so funny because he was this, like, funny fat guy. And I was like, man, like, this is a human. And all you people are doing is focusing on his appearance. But he spoke out recently, like, just don't comment on my body. Like, just don't do it because... I'm not my body. I am a person. It's so weird. And I have a body. I know like we're going to talk end. about massage at some point, but it's really <laughs> no, weird no, to no, me no. How, 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 like, I, I know how I would kind of handle all of this stuff. And I would handle it in such a way that you can't use a lot of this stuff in mainstream media. So, for example, if you're going to take a picture of me and I don't want to have a picture taken, I'm going to fucking give you the middle finger so you can't really use it. Or I'm going to, I don't know, flash you my dick. Like, I don't know. I could do <laughs> something that you can't use. And then it'd just be like, fuck off type of thing. But I get it. But I don't get it, but I do get it, but I don't get it, but I do get it. I understand celebrity and I get it that people are always in your face and it really fucks with your mind and all the rest of it. I get it. You know how passionate I am about Britney, man. Especially in that world, right? Especially like in the entertainment industry. Famous like that. It's like you're damned if you do, but you're damned if you don't because you you stay bigger, you don't lose the weight, and people are gonna talk. You lose the weight, you do good for yourself, and then people are gonna talk like see, it's almost like you have to do what other actors and musicians and celebrities do is just get the fuck out of the limelight. Do you know what I mean? Like, just do your thing and go live in Texas. Okay. Do, like, Chappelle, do your thing yeah. and go fucking live in Ohio and just be away from that fucking scene. But I guess you can't do that unless unless you've, you've reached a certain level. And then I assume there's also the addiction part of the whole thing, being at that level and having that attention and not wanting it to go away like adam levine says when you have that the world has given you permission to do whatever the hell you want yeah it's pretty yeah. <laughs> that was the best description of celebrity i've ever heard he was talking specifically about musicians and pretty much he was saying to he, he was in the car with sammy hager the guy used to well sammy hager's a musician on his own but he also had a whole bunch of bands and he was with van halen for a long time and uh pretty much he was like musicians like at the end of the day like I don't want to go get a job. Like realistically, yes, this is work, but this to me is not a job. And society has already told me like, dude, we validated you. You can do this. Apparently you can do whatever the fuck you want because you're still getting paid. You're uber rich for doing it. You're uber famous, blah, 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 blah. So in other words, society just give me a green light to be and do whatever the fuck I want. And when I heard that, I'm like, no wonder all these people just literally just don't give a fuck about anything because they've been given a green light. Cardi B has been given a green light. Yeah. And that's right. and that's and nothing's wrong with that. I wouldn't say a problem, but and this is the defense that a lot of people use before we introduce our wonderful guest today. I'll end with this with the you know the whole mental health thing okay. is people seem to think that you know celebrities' mental health issues don't matter. I, I mean. I'm just simplifying it because it's because like they have money. You exactly you can yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. You're a celebrity. You've been given this green light, as Adam yes. Levine said. So why are you boohooing that people you are see, picking on you? But it's really strange. It's really, it's really strange. It's really you. strange though because you have different types of celebrities. You have celebrities in my mind that use that whole celebrity and use that whole paparazzi thing. And then when it gets a little too much, then they're like, oh no. And then you have someone like Hannah Reeves 
who fucking apparently just jumps on a subway, puts on a hat, and goes about life and just does stuff. And yeah, yeah. he gets seen doing things. So he's not out there kind of creating that buzz for himself, and therefore it doesn't really follow him too much. Versus someone he's who's made himself versus, boring, but that's nobody what I mean. cares to versus, follow he's him. So not boring, except but, for uh-huh. except for our wonder Hiroko. She wants to. She wants to. She wants to marry him. We want her on this podcast. So if you're listening, dirty, dirty I want you on this podcast <laughs> so bad. Your blackboards make my day every fucking <laughs> but, day. But that's the idea. Like where some celebrities, I feel, use that to help boost that a little bit more, and then they want to turn it off. I'm like, ooh, you can't really turn it off that easy. Versus a celebrity that's like, I'm not even going to use this to begin with, and therefore I don't really have to worry about trying to turn it off. Yeah, some are more humble than others. Yeah, I think. definitely. Yeah, I don't know, man. I will say though, even if you do, like, they're at the end of the day, they're humans. Maybe you made the mistake. You know, maybe you were 16 when you got into the limelight and didn't know how to handle it, okay. and then you decide this is too much and right. it's scaring the shit out of me and like I said then you become Britney Spears like you know anybody who says like oh Britney's crazy I'm like wouldn't you be mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she literally got driven to the brink since we're on to this whole celebrity topic and you walked in here wearing a mask so I, I want to ask you guys a couple quick questions because I heard this on the radio the other day Neil Young <laughs> Neil I, I do, know what do you know what I'm going with yep. <laughs> you, you know the story then yep. you want to tell the story then? no you do it go ahead so Neil Young who's got music on Spotify, wants to pull all of his music off Spotify because Spotify has Joe Rogan. And uh, Neil Young feels that Joe Rogan is dangerously spreading misinformation. And I was curious on your take on something like this. Not necessarily Joe Rogan spreading misinformation or not spreading misinformation, but someone like Neil Young, who back in the day would have been doing something like Joe Rogan, would have been speaking about current affairs and possibly in the minority right similar to what joe rogan is doing speaking about current affairs possibly in a minority position i does it just come with age (laughs) i think that um celebrities maybe need to stop pretending to be experts and everything like neil young even saying joe rogan is spreading misinformation neil young how do you know what joe rogan is allowing to happen on his platform is misinformation you know the three people that are the most controversial that joe rogan's had on peter mcculloch robert malone and uh jordan peterson yes those three get a lot of hate but pre-covid those three were considered experts in their fields, you know, they were experts and Joe Rogan has these experts on showing a different side to the mainstream. And I recognize that a lot of people have now just adopted this this word miss everything is misinformation if it it's different from what is mm. the majority what belief. The narrative is? It, right. I mean let's just let's just say what let's it just is. Let's say what this, it is. You yeah. know, the media has a specific narrative about everything that's happening and there are just some people that you know they see holes they see inconsistencies and they want to ask questions I mean I've been one of those people where I'm like hmm this doesn't make sense I don't understand but it's like even if you ask a question you're immediately accused of like oh you're a conspiracy theorist or you're spreading misinformation so is Joe Rogan spreading misinformation maybe is he maybe purposely having people on that go against the narrative because it's interesting and you know maybe he feels that people want to hear the other side maybe well, he's got a fucking uh, big ton of amount of listeners and so right and Joe there Rogan are people it, that listen. there are people that want to listen now Neil Young's stance on I want to be pulled off Spotify if Joe Rogan isn't silenced like it seems a little childish. I mean, so the guy can't do his thing 
like independent of what you're doing like you're gonna well, you're yeah. gonna boycott the whole platform exactly. like it's it's very bizarre that's what i mean especially coming from a dude who would write political based music like when he's writing a song ohio about the kent university shootings do you know what i mean like yeah. you're 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 kind of doing that so it's it's strange to me maybe it comes with age though i don't know what do i know i don't know mainstream I, I agree media, though. though mainstream childish media. is the perfect word yeah, yeah. to say and uh He's throwing okay, a hissy fit. Then, He's like, throwing a hissy yeah, fit. Yeah. I don't like what this guy's doing, so I'm going to threaten to take all of my music off of this platform. And there are people, I mean, one of our friends posted today, like, can somebody muzzle Joe Rogan because I don't want Neil Young off the platform? I mean, she did say, this is just my just selfishness because I really okay. like Neil Young. Right. But why can't we all exist? This has been, I, I feel like the girl from Mean Girls um, I wish we could all just get along like we used to. But the one that can tell it's going to rain by her boobs. No, the one that doesn't even go to this school. That one. Okay. Um, I feel like her because I feel like every time somebody is talking about uh, current events and all of the the controversy that's going on. Each time my response is like, why can't people have their own thoughts and opinions? Why does it always have to be labeled as misinformation, especially if it's somebody who's just asking questions? Mm -hmm. And if I'm asking a question and you know that the question I'm asking, like there is an answer that has scientific backing and you can show me, educate me then. Don't yell at me or unfriend me or tell me that I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? That's That's definitely not people today. No, it's not. the complete opposite of what's happening in life today. God forbid you have an opinion. And God forbid it goes against the narrative. Yeah. Then you're really screwed in life. So, well, doesn't that show people though that we don't live in a free country? Like, if, pe- no, if most yeah. people, after two years into a global pandemic, are afraid to speak and say things that they really feel, there is literally freedom of speech does not uh-uh. exist anymore. It's gone out the window. Even as I'm saying this, I know that I'm going to get attacked. You um, know how I started yeah, this sentence with, I feel speaking. like, you know how many times I've been I've been attacked for saying, I feel like, like people are like, nobody cares what you feel. Well, like speak in uh, facts. I'm like, but I'm, I say that because I'm not pretending to know everything. Well, I'm yeah. not pretending to be this guru and, you know, I'm so intelligent. Yeah. I'm saying, this is how I feel. This is the way I'm leaning. These are my beliefs. These are my opinions. Take them or leave them. My opinions are not facts. What the fuck do I know? Who am I? And at the end of the day, what you do and what you think has no bearing on me in my life yeah. in any way. So go ahead. You do what you need to do. Yeah, it's I'm going to do what I need to do. And it should be as basic as that. Yeah. It's it a really, be. really interesting go. I feel like I'm living in this one big fucking Twilight. massive human experiment and there's a whole bunch of aliens with like and lab <laughs> coats just running experiments on us. Like what we do with lab mice. <laughs> I feel like they're just like, just observe and see how these fuckers play out. It's just a massive experiment in, in the psychology of uh, human behavior. Oh, so many, so many things we could talk about, yeah, but I yeah. want to talk about Rhea. <laughs> right. So let me introduce. We have Rhea on our couch today and... um her and Mark know each other. This is the first time we've met, so I'm really thrilled to have her yeah. here. It sounds like we've got lots of things I to talk honored. about. Well, you took a course here, right? We took something. Yeah, a couple, yeah, couple, couple times. Couple things, yeah. yeah. A couple things I mean, there. I recognize your name, so I know you've definitely registered here because, you know, I get to see the back end. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Rhea and Mark set up this recording because Rhea recently decided to go inactive, and he said, come, let's talk about where yeah. you're going to fit into this you, industry now. you posted something. Is that what happened? Did you post something on Facebook? Not in a group, maybe on your own private page or something like that. 
like about a life change or something or I don't remember what um, it was. Yeah, I think I had posted something about uh, like a change in direction. There's a lot of thing like there's a lot of I mean, I don't remember exactly word for word now, but yeah, uh, right, right. there's a lot of like final things mm-hmm. uh in life, you know, that end. Yes, that's what it and, was. And uh you know, yeah, something around those lines. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a big thing for me for sure. Uh, not something I really wanted to do, but, you know, at the same time for various reasons, you know. Okay. Let's back all this up then. Let's. So that's kind of, that's kind of how we decided to, to get on the couch. Cause I saw this and I was like, Hmm. And then I reached out and I'm like, are you inactive this year? Cause I also mm. went inactive this year. And you so, did. yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. And so wow. and then that's what brought, and then you're like, oh, there's just changes and I'm trying to figure out what I'm, but let's, let's go right from the beginning. I went, I went active and then Mark made me stop treating anyway. So I didn't, that, make, I didn't, I wasted her, a lot of money. I didn't make her, <laughs> it's a nice tax write off anyway. Don't worry about it. Anyway. So before we start, Ria, can you do an introduction? So, you know, how long you've been a massage therapist and what your practice was like prior to going inactive. And then we can get right into why you made the decision to make this change this year. Yeah, I um, uh 15 years uh, working. Um, Where'd you go to school? I went to CCMH. Who's your favorite teacher there? Don't lie. <gasps> Janet. I have a I have a few to be honest, which I, I still. Janet and Alfie. So those are my guesses. Who? Janet and Alfie. Yeah. Yes. Phil? Is Phil in there? No. Phil, like Phil too was amazing. Phil was my teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So I, we were really lucky. Nice. Like, truly. Um, it's such a good time to so, have okay, gone you, there. You went to CCMH. When did you graduate from CCMH? Uh, uh, 2007. Okay. So you're two, a couple of years after me, two years after me. Mm-hmm. Right on. Cool, cool, cool. Why CCMH? You know what? It it was uh, a really good school. Yeah. For what it Great reputation. what it does. Great, Great reputation. reputation. Um and just kind of made that it was really between that and Sutherland Chan. You can say it, yeah. Yeah. So uh but yeah, chose CCMH and ended up there. What were you doing before massage? Before massage, uh trying to figure out life, really. Um I I my experience, my high school experience wasn't typical. Like I dropped out of high school and stuff. So Whoa, okay. Let's um, back that up. <laughs> Let's I'll tell you, I'll tell you why because because my parents were very kind of you go to school you get you get fucking nineties and you're gonna go to university you don't have much fucking choice yeah right so I, I I'm 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 envious of someone that can say that that had the opportunity whether however that opportunity comes to be whether it's good or bad but whatever the case is I, I'm kind of envious of someone that had early freedom like that that I just felt like I didn't have was there early freedom or did Rhea just say I don't care what the consequences are possibly. I'm done with this possibly <laughs> but nonetheless like yeah I you know what I did go against the grain a lot okay. um, I think my parents would definitely agree uh, definitely went against the grain um, did they love the idea absolutely not my Parents very typically too, like right, go right, to right. school. You're gonna go to uh, so university. What grade, did, what grade did you leave high school? Uh, basically, my last semester. Okay. Um, I I just had one semester left. And, uh, and the school went on strike, um, for like a month, like right. four weeks or something. So, in high school, I worked basically like three part time jobs. So, you know, I love to work. I like to, I love to hustle and just work and yeah. make money. And you know, there was no cell phones and stuff right, back right, then. Exactly. Like, you know, you're banking. Like, what do I need money for, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I did have good intentions initially. I said, you know, I would work and, you know, that month that the school was on strike, 
worked a lot, made money. I was like, I just want to work. Yeah, I get it. Once and the money starts coming in, true. you can't give it when, up. When when you're young and you and make, I was like 17. Sorry, exactly. I was like 17. Right? When you're young and you start making dough, that's danger territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and back then there wasn't really bills. Like I had like what a you pager. You yeah, paid exactly. like ten dollars a month. My for. God, like, pagers were so remember? old. Like there was no cell phones. Like I bought my own cell phone at like eight. Yeah, bus tokens in your pager. It was um a different time for sure. Absolutely. So yeah, I think I had good intentions, but then, you know, obviously things didn't go that way. Right. Uh so you know, What'd in my late teens, you know, they weren't happy for sure. How did that conversation go? Um I mean not well. I mean <laughs> strikes I mean, over, school's back. Um <laughs> I no, like look, I was honest and I said, Listen, um, you know, I wanna drop out my last semester, I wanna work yeah. just six months, I wanna save money, you know, for yeah. school. Uh, you know, we, it's, I didn't have that luxury, you know, we don't come from money. Um, you know, wasn't a hundred percent for taking out a loan. Yeah. I was like, well, it's not going to hurt anyone, you know, (laughs) you know, you think, you know, everything. That's the thing you think you're 17. You're, I I guess, typical teenager. You just think, you know, everything and, you know, it just didn't go that way. So, so you started working, hustling, making money. Started making money. I was like, no, nah, not going back, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, my parents weren't happy, obviously, but um, what can you do? I was working and I was really independent. I was paying all my own things and, you know, paying the gas in the car. Yeah. I bought my own car. At least you weren't a fucking bum. I wasn't a bum. There you go. So, and and also too, like my parents, again, are immigrants. Um, You know, my dad works to this day, seven days a week strong. Like mm. it, it's... You know, my parents owned a business when we were younger. Like we worked in it at five, six, seven, eight years old. Right. You know, like in the factory line. Like, yeah, we just grew up with that. Work, work you know. Work, so, work. yeah, but uh, yeah, it didn't go back. Gotcha. And then I did go back. <laughs> I was maybe twenty years old. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, you know, don't be stupid. Do the right thing. You're almost done. Like I just, just had a finish, few credits, yeah. right, you know, right. to do. Went back to an adult school, finished that. Nice. And then really was just trying to figure out life, you know. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Who's who's in adult school for high school? Like, are we talking a lot of people in your scenario situation? Are we talking a lot of people that are really old? Or like, I, I have no idea because like I was very traditional. Went to elementary school, went to high school, and then off to post-secondary. And then, yeah. So I'm curious. I went to, I mean, can I say what? Sure. school yeah, yeah. I, I think it was like it. called city adult learning center okay. like a, um it had both it had people i guess younger in age like me right right um but i guess there was also um you know other immigrants too mm, that came okay um yeah that's it. It. a wide range it was, of people it was, right. yeah. yeah so you finished your credits you got so your I finished my credits so not typical like i didn't have a prom and i didn't you know do that whole you thing you didn't miss but, much yeah you know. It's a bunch of fucking kids throwing up on each other. Trying yeah, to, trying it's exactly to, what my tr- problem was tr- like. <laughs> bunch of kids throwing up on each other trying to make out. Like, like 100%. You know what? Truthfully, we did do all that. Like we had friends. Obviously, we would go out, go right. to the yeah, club. Yeah. You know, we would do the typical thing. So we mm-hmm. got to do all that anyway. It wasn't special to prom. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're trying to figure out life. How does massage become an option for you? Like, did somebody suggest that to you? Friend, family member? Did you just start like going through, you know, classifieds? You're like, oh, massage. Okay. Like, how does this even come into your mind? Really? I think really the nitty gritty of that, like the answer to that question is just, uh, I actually did the course uh, with my brother 
And uh, we did it together and we had an idea of, um, you know, doing this massage therapy and moving back home and opening a sports therapy clinic there. Oh, nice. Um, I think that was the plan mm-hmm. okay. initially. So was this was this your brother's idea? Was it your idea? Yeah, like he had dabbled in the massage therapy before at a different school. Okay. Um, didn't finish it. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't remember why. To be honest, right. uh, we we have a pretty sufficient gap. We have almost six year age gap. Uh, he's older. Mm-hmm. So um, so at that time, I think we were just both in a space where. We're like, yeah, let's just do this. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, we were pretty close. Like we were, you know. My brother and I have a six year age gap and we're friendly. <laughs> so you guys like went to school together in the same went classes to together, together. Same class. You guys roll to school together. Yeah, everything. Everything, eh? Everything. It's pretty cool. Uh I studied groups, you know, nice. all of it. Yeah. Did it all. All the exams, nice. all the 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 board exams, right, the right, right, right. MCQs, like all of it. Did you find school difficult or were you guys yeah. like pretty? Yeah. Yeah. Her, did. her eyeballs just bulged out of her head. You guys can't see that, <laughs> all of you listeners. But she was like, yes, yes, it was. You know, admittedly, again, going through high school in my experience, now in hindsight, obviously, you look back, you're like, yeah, I should have done things differently. But mm. at that time, again, like my focus wasn't really school. I was passing and doing what I needed to do. You were still pretty But I was young. working. I was yeah. just like, I just want to work. I right. went to school during the day. I worked after, mm-hmm. you know, on the weekends, I worked two jobs a day. I just wanted to work. And so I didn't really put the focus into that. And I, I should have in hindsight, but. But you passed. But but I passed for <laughs> sure. But, you know, science and all, it wasn't my strong suit, right? I was like, this It definitely was a whole new world, but it was amazing. So um really buckled down for the first time my whole college experience like really buckled down and studied and and did you know did the damn thing <laughs> nice i like that man i like the whole work idea i think the work idea gets blown off a lot by by anyone that's into school and academics and shit like that when i was in high school there was always kind of like the the dopier kids for lack of a better way to say it, you, you know, more like more like book smart, like kids. okay, like there's your book smart kids, and there's the other, there's and then, then there's the other crew of people that you know, like you're not going to university. They don't have any intention of going to university. They probably wouldn't even be able to because of the the grades. Not that they don't have the capability, but the grades they had through high school would not allow that to happen. And it was even debatable if you're going to go to college. And there's a whole bunch of them that said, "Fuck this! I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go work, and I'm gonna work, and I'm work and work." And it's actually really cool to to watch that. You know, 10, 15 years later how they have like money they have a house they've established themselves in their job they've they've climbed whatever ladder that's in their whatever they're doing for work type of thing and then someone else who went the university and then i'm gonna do my master's and blah 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 and seven years later and they're like I got nothing but fucking debt mm-hmm. and I got this, I, I think can't I'm smart. can't get a smart. job in my field. Exactly, I can't get a job in my field. I think I'm smart with stuff but then, and then you look over the kid over there who who was the dopey kid in high school and that guy's got the family already. He's got the four bedroom house, the white picket fence, the two cars His and the business. dog. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love the, those types of stories. It though. depends too on the people. Like a lot of employers will say some of the most important things they're looking for are things like a strong work ethic. You know, yep. as Rhea's saying, you you know, she had the hustle. She wanted to make the money. If you are somebody who, you know, has the patience, has the work ethic and 
visions, right? I, I saw a quote recently, and I can't even remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of like, you know, one of the stupidest things you can do is mistake education for intelligence. Just because somebody has a higher education, the quote, dopey kid, as Mark so eloquently referred to them as, yeah. those those I'm kids may have gotten out of school, got experience, network, met people. You learn a lot through experience. You know, we were with an RMT last week who uh, she went back to school um, as a mature student. I can't remember, but she was probably in her 30s or 40s when she went back to school. Mm-hmm. And she said, I advise that. She said, I don't think, you know, the type of work we do dealing with people, dealing with humans, yep. and especially understanding that there's such a psychological component to pain and all of these things, life experience really does make you a better therapist. Having a little bit of mm. understanding of how the world works and all of these experience, like it's it's so invaluable. And so, you know, the dopey kids who went out and hustled, some of them probably didn't do so well. You know, they might be still working in that first job they ever had, but some of them probably recognized that guy there. I want his job. I want to know how he got that job. And, you know, they cozied up to that guy. They learned from that guy. They climbed the ladders. Maybe then they paralleled and started their own venture. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of super successful people that don't necessarily have a billion papers hanging on their walls. Yep. I have really... Haven't, haven't finished high school. Period. Exactly. Yeah. I have a really expensive piece of paper hanging behind me, my kin degree. I don't regret it for a second. I fucking loved university. But could I be where I am right now without that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And again, not to downplay it, of course, to learn, the, to gain knowledge. There, there's never nothing wrong with that. Not downplaying it. Again, in hindsight, looking back, I probably would have done things differently. But um, but that's not the be all end all. You, you know, keep saying you that. When you got a degree, but... You know, you're like... Uh, you keep uh, saying that you would have done things differently. Yeah, I why, think I, why, I, think why I would have, you would have stayed in school. I think I, um, I think I had all the time in the world to work. Yeah. I think, you know, I started... At, truthfully, I started at such a young age, like even before a paid job, so you know, like working do you, with my... Do you feel like the... Like, I just lost some of my youth because all I did was just hustling. Is that is that the kind of in hindsight? I wish I didn't work so much, and I wish I just played out the life of a a, a high school college kid the way people typically do. Is that is that what it is? Even if it wasn't typical, even um, even just the education and right. the experience of going to school. Yeah. After to go to university, graduating right. with your friends, so it's more doing to, the prom. It's more to, to do the yeah. stuff yeah. and have the experience. So, it in other words, I, nice. I'm trying to. I, I was I was trying to figure out: is it that you're in a position in life right now, and you're like, "Fuck!" If I did things differently, my position in life right now would be different, and maybe I'd want to be in a different spot. Or is it I like my life right now? I like everything that is, and I recognize my experiences have gotten me here, but I also recognize that I missed out on a bunch of things in an attempt to do the things that I was doing. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you, you I, I think it's a little of both. A little of both? Uh, because that is true. Um, but, and and even going through massage school, like you know that, you know, this is a really physical job. Yeah. You know that you're not going to be going hard at it 20, 30, 40 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's something good to start off and it's something good to build on. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's hard. Like, I can't imagine anybody doing that. I mean, I'm sure there is. I don't know, but... There are, but I wouldn't want to be one of them. 20, 30 years into your career, still, like, massaging daily, and that's hard. Because it's also, to me, it's also a weird... It's also a very strange job in that 
I can probably work as hard as I'm going to work day one of getting my license and work the same amount of hours and the same everything 30 years later. And it's like, there's no ladder to climb. It's like, it's like, it's just this, it's all of it. The whole ladder is in your head other than that. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just a parallel fucking linear straight line, flat type of thing. Unless you change what you're doing, unless you get out of that treatment room. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's like, I'm, I'm making the same. I'm working the same. I'm doing everything the same as I did from day fucking one. And I think, I mean, I can say like you guys, right. Are such a perfect example of that. Right. You're like, I'm an RMT. I treat, treated but you have all this we also teach you know we have the podcast like you know there's all these that you've built on that and and that's how it should be i think and i think these are the things that they don't tell you in school yeah you know they tell you that it's so great and glamorous and what's wonderful and you know you're gonna be your own boss and you're gonna do this and that which is great yeah there is some nice things about it yeah. You know, and some flexibilities that are wonderful. Oh, yeah. There's but, some great things about it that yeah. I would definitely not trade. I am jealous, though, of of someone that does that, goes in day in, day out, day in, day in and loves it and is completely content with that. There's And I talk about this all the time. I, I get jealous of that because I, I, I wish I can kind of just fucking cool my heels a little bit. So does your and, wife. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I wish I could just cool my heels a little bit and just be in the moment and just go. You know what? This is this is a good place to be. I don't need I don't need to do anything more. I don't need to do anything less. I'm happy here. And There's I, all and sorts of people. We we need you your type of people. We need your type of people. I won't. That, I've discovered no, that in myself. I, I I have a five year expiration date, and I've noticed that over the last fifteen years because I've expired three times. Yeah. That that I need to reinvent or do something creatively different. But we need the people like you, right? We need the creatives that are going to shake things up and you know do the podcasts and create the courses and you know start the new projects. And then we need the people like I know many therapists who have been working 20 plus years and they would not trade in treating every day for anything like it's it's what they truly love to do they love their patients they love their practice and for them they do feel like it wasn't linear they do feel like there was a growth and yes it's maybe imagined or however you described it but they feel there was a growth based on you know i've learned new things i've yeah i've evolved my practice you know i've niched down a little bit or you know now i'm bringing in other whatever it is like different modalities or you know i then opened my own clinic and i brought in other practitioners or i'm mentoring or whatever it is but i know some therapists who still treat as much today i have one uh therapist friend she's she's in her early 60s and she treats as as full time today as she did when she was yeah in her twenties, but she <laughs> loves like, it. Yeah, the? Rhea and Mark not about it. I mean, uh, even myself. God I'm, bless. God. Yeah, right. No, like God. I wish. Like God bless right? them. Truly. Yeah. Yes. And, absolutely. And me too. To be like, you know, there was a point in time, and I had that too. You know, you kind of have this really kind of peak in your career, and it's amazing and great, and life is great, mm. and um, and truly. If there were things that were different, I wouldn't be inactive today hmm. either because I do understand that. I have yeah. I have a wonderful practice. I have amazing clients. I don't want to give it up, you know, but you're kind of forced to. So before we talk about why you felt you were forced to, 
what was your practice like? Like, did you and your brother actualize this dream? Did you go into business together? Uh, no, nope. The answer is <laughs> no. I think that's all we're getting out of that. Um, so what did, did you do? So Rhea? we didn't. So we didn't. Um, but um, I stayed in it. I loved it. Um, I, I think ultimately the goal, you know, was that. But obviously you know, we want to take advantage of the perks of the job. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, the flexible hours and the, if I want to work three days, if right, I want to work right, seven, right. If, you know, right. all of those things. I wanted to work for myself. I love that. I had that flexibility. And again, I grew up in that environment. You know, my mm-hmm. parents worked for themselves. They had a business, like, you know, kind of grew up. So that, and that's what I wanted. And that was the attractive part of it. And so um, I continued in it. I worked, I I tried, ultimately I wanted to have my own practice. Like I wanted mm. to be, whether that was an actual clinic or a mobile, like I didn't know what it kind of looked like at first, but I knew that I wanted to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, right out of school, like out of, you know, the exams fresh, I get my license and, you know, I, I rent a place and it it wasn't as glamorous as they all make it to be. You know, it wasn't so you, glamorous. You imagine you hang up your sign, Rhea the RMT, and you've got a lineup around the corner, and then you get there and it's crickets. <laughs> you know, actually, tumbleweeds. It was it was like weirdly. This was my first experience with it. It was weirdly, and it wasn't like it was off of Bloor Street. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like in this like shady. And but I would get calls daily about like guys being like hey oh the solicitation calls and i was like and you know i had a sign but it was like rmt Mm -hmm. like benefits professional like it wasn't like streamers and colors and lights neon i I was like what is this like it made me scared like i was like i i i'm scared about anyone that comes in so you got like traumatized right off the right off the bat Mm. i was like yeah this isn't so cool so i um was like I'm gonna I, I I found a job working at a clinic mm-hmm. like a physio clinic uh, because I knew that I wanted to do more therapy based massage obviously. So did you get this job in conjunction with the place you were renting or did you give up your space? I gave it up. Okay. I was like, no, you know what? I'm gonna f- find a place. I'm gonna find a good, like, you know, a proper good place. I'm gonna work. I'm gonna gain some experience. Let's see what this is about because clearly that wasn't working out right. too well. So that's what I did. And um, the focus has really been more therapy based. It's not really like, you know, nice, relaxing, full body stuff. <laughs> it's, it's it is really more treatment oriented. So you've worked with like physios and yeah. So in multidisciplinary environments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then I do and I have a mobile business. I mean, I've had I've I've started 15 years ago, you know, when nice. I got my license. Yep. Obviously, it's grown over the years. And uh, really only by word of mouth, because I was like, I'm not advertising these things. Like, I don't want those kind of Too problems. Scared. I was scared. <laughs> I was I like, no, it's not it's happening. Just word of mouth. And it's true. You never know. You know, you don't yeah. know where you're going sometimes. Yeah. Curtis. Curtis went to the, the red hallway place. The where... red hallway. Oh, <laughs> Curtis. Yeah. And I've had some of those experiences too, where I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like, where am I? Where? Are, yeah, how does this exist? Like, how is this okay? Like, eh. I gotta That's ask scary. you something because you go into people's homes. I was never a mobile therapist per se, but 
you know, sometimes I'd get requests. So for example, I had a client that I was treating for a little while when I had a corporate contract. So um, this one company that I worked at, she was a regular of mine. She was leaving the company and she said like, I'd love to see you like outside of this now that I'm not going to be working here anymore. Where do you practice? So at the time I had one like physical location where I was renting space, but it was like way out of the way for her. And she was like, oh, okay. Like that wouldn't really work. I think she, I don't even think she drove. Oh, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, one day she sent me an email and she said, you know, I know that chances are slim, but I was wondering like if myself and my husband both wanted to get a treatment, would you consider coming to us? Like, you know, will you can charge extra for travel, whatever. So I looked on the map and it was about, I think it was like a 40 minute drive for me. And I was like, hmm. 40 minute drive. So normally that wouldn't be something I would do. And this wasn't going to be a regular thing, but she's just like, I miss you. And like, I'd love to come get a treatment. So anyway, I ended up agreeing to take this 40 minute drive because it was going to be two treatments. They were paying me like a premium rate to go there. I arrive at their place. I'm setting up. They have these little fucking dogs that are literally all over my feet and running around the entire time. Like, it was so uncomfortable. I remember coming home and you you probably don't remember this. And I was like, I'm never doing mobile again. <laughs> what is the worst mobile experience going to someone's house? Because those dogs made me decide, never mind, I'm not doing this. Well, funny enough, actually, I have a really, really good client of mine. Every time I they have a dog, um, every time I go there, the dog knows what's happening. He knows like the table, like, you know, the dog knows he lies down beside the table. He knows the music's going to go on. It is the cutest thing ever. See, well, that's cute. They're not jumping all over your feet. Nope. They literally bring his bed there because he knows he likes to lie there. I guess he likes the music. I don't know. It's like this calming energy that he just like snaps. you and gets excited. He he loves it. Yeah. And then when they're done, he'll come and like jump up and like, I'll just kind of, you know, rub him a little bit. And then we're we're good. That's it. But, so <laughs> oh, that's nice. yeah, such an opposite experience. Um, but I'm I'm a, I'm pretty straightforward about what I expect. Um, you're not gonna have me come to your house and walk up three flights of stairs. You know, <laughs> you're not. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you, you have. There's oh, a yeah. respect that goes both ways. Like yeah. I can come to your house, provide you this service, no problem. But. You know, I'm not going to carry a 40 pound table up oh, three flights of stairs. That sucks. I have done not three flights, but I, again, just doing a favor for somebody that I, I really like and respect. She's got three young children. And so getting here was really difficult. And so one day I just said to her, you know what, later on in this week, I, you know, I've got a couple of days where I have a lot of time. You don't live that far from me. I know childcare has been an issue. Let's coordinate this when your kids are napping. I will come over and I'll treat you. And she lives in a townhouse. I did not ask questions. And I had to drag the 40 pound table because as soon as you walk into the townhouse, it's nothing but a giant flight of stairs. I was like, oh, motherfucker. I should have learned my lesson with the dogs. I've never had to do a massage that way because I don't do a lot of mobile stuff. But I do understand that whole fucking flight of stair thing. I have a friend. I have a friend. I have a friend. And he had he he moved. He he was always moving from Ottawa to Toronto to Ottawa to Toronto because he he teaches at the University of Ottawa. But then he always likes to be in Toronto and blah 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 blah. So he had an apartment in Toronto and he was moving. And he calls me up one day. He's like, "Hey, can you help me move some stuff?" 
So I'm like, yeah, I can help you. And then I call up another buddy. I'm like, if you come and you drive your truck, I'll drive my truck. Like, we can do this all one trip. In other words, we're driving out to Ottawa. We're going to load up all this shit. We're going to drive back all same day. And then and then we get to this guy's house here. So we're, we're, we go, we drive, we wake up early, we drive to Ottawa. Was this the one in the beaches? Yes. Oh, I was we, there. So many <laughs> stairs. We, we, <laughs> but it's not even so many stairs, imagine. right? So we, we load up all this shit. We're really tired because at the end of the day, this, this is like nine hours of driving, yeah. four and a half hours there, four and a half hours back. So we're just kind of beat from the drive and stuff. And then we got to haul all this shit up. Like this, he lives on the top floor in this like really old, weird house in the beaches. Like the, 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 the stairwell is like the tiniest thing ever. Like you got to, like you, you got to turn sideways <laughs> to get through sometimes. And, uh, and we're hustling all this furniture up. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like we almost just like dropped everything. We're like, fuck off. We're going, we're <laughs> You're on your own. Home. We brought it here. You're exactly. Your you were so but I, mad. I was so mad. I and was then he so, paid you in Greek food. Not even good Greek food, like mall <laughs> Greek food. Like here, here's here's a container. Here's dinner for helping here's me Here's a styrofoam out. container of mall Greek food. Thanks. Yeah, no. Aren't you guys going to stay and eat? I'm like, fuck off. I'm going, <laughs> going fucking home. This fucking sucks. I expect at least like a case of beer. Exactly, right? Like a steak dinner. Like, Not a yeah. minimum, but I can't imagine lugging a table up that stuff. Yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty straightforward about my expectations you know, off the bat, I think it's important. Have you ever seen some crazy shit? Like we, we did a podcast with a therapist. I think she's in Ottawa. She's in Ottawa now, I think. And she's mobile. And she's telling us this story. And I've asked her, can I tell the story? Mm-hmm. And uh, she's telling us the story, how she went to this guy's house. And uh, he was very specific about the room that I, we need, we need to do the massage in this room. And there's already a table there. Like you don't need to bring your table or anything. She goes in, she checks out the room, blah, blah, blah. She goes to wash her hands. When she's leaving washing her hands, she walks by a room, the door is kind of open, and the room's got like a whole bunch of monitors. And there's cameras in like every fucking room. And there's a camera pointing right at the massage table in the massage room, like where she's going to be doing her treatment. Right. And I was like, if I saw that, I'd, I'd be like, we're done here, yeah, dude. I would have been out the door so uh, fast. Yeah. Th- that's the least of what I would have done. <laughs> Me, I wouldn't have been so nice about it. I don't. Obviously, I wouldn't stay there. But I'm just saying, I wouldn't be so nice what about would you, it. What would you say? I don't know, but I would have been like, <laughs> "You're a psycho." Like, it's, who it's, does it's, that? It's trippy. Eh? The problem is, I'd be afraid that he really is a psycho. So I well, would have just ran out the fucking door. To like, me, to I'm me, not gonna it, say it a would thing. Be obvious right off the bat. Like you, no. <laughs> Even if it's like, no, yeah, that's yeah. weird. You're weird. <laughs> Whether it's for sexual, like whatever it is, like yeah. you're weird, and you're not gonna tell me that you're recording. That's weirder. So yeah. absolutely not. You just like, like come that's out of here. weird. You don't even need to discuss it. Just like I think we're done and just leave. Yeah, super uncomfortable. I mean, so you've never had anything like that. Never had anything like that. That's Again, why she didn't advertise. Me, <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. And and I know, like I see people online too, or on like our RMT groups or whatever that yeah. are, you know. I don't advertise it. It's literally by word of mouth. Over the years, you meet people, you network. Right. It builds over time. You know, I had a mobile, um, not a part of the mobile business, you know, a few years ago too was I had contracts, you know, we would go on site like into, you know, corporate places, right, right. stuff like that. And, um, you know, I had some RMTs too that, you know, would work some of these contracts and, mm-hmm. Um, it was all really by word of mouth. Like nobody was ever unsafe Hmm. because that is huge. That's how bad things happen. Safety matters. I'm in a Facebook group for mobile therapists. Uh, We know 
um, a massage therapist in the States and she's like super passionate about mobile and she teaches people and, you know, like safety is a huge part of what she teaches. And I see some of the posts people put up in her group and I'm like, good on you guys. Like, you know, if that's what you want to do and you want your business to be a hundred percent mobile, but these therapists get the craziest messages from people asking for just the the craziest stuff. I'm like, yeah, see, I I don't think that I would want to deal with that on a day to day. So I think if I ever did have a mobile business, it probably would have to be referral only. Because we're Canadian. Canadian, eh? The weirdest thing I've ever seen in one of those groups, not necessarily that mobile group, but a different group talking about mobile therapy. Someone asked, does anyone conceal and carry when they go mobile? And I was like, that's something I would have never thought. Like, Fuck, because everyone's got fucking guns. That's and, definitely in the uh, states. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, that I, was, I was thinking, like, I wonder if massage therapists in the states that do mobile would 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 want. I, I suppose you would. They probably. Yeah, they probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah. It was a very serious conversation about concealing carry as a massage therapist. And I was like, I'm happy. I don't really have to ever think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it is true, but I, I don't know. I, I think for me, there's a certain level like of heightened awareness already because mm-hmm. you know when I was younger. I went through like a little traumatic thing at a job that I used to work at one of my three jobs back in high school and uh, where basically I got robbed on the job. And shit. So since then, in general, Mm. you're on high alert. I'm on high alert to begin with. So then when you add this element in, I was like, oh, no, absolutely not. No, and I was, was this like, like a retail thing that you got. Uh, no, I used to work at uh, for the Toronto Parking Authority. Okay, I was like 17, 18 years yeah. old, and uh, yeah, just you know, got robbed on the job. I, I had a buddy <laughs> so that I went to CCMH with. Um, his family, they're like Kim's Convenience, the Korean family. They own a convenience store, and he's like, I've been robbed like five times, gun gun in my face yeah. in the convenience store. Uh, yeah, I like can't, a convenience store in I Scarborough. Can't imagine, yeah. I like look how many convenience stores there are, and a lot of times, like the ones even like close to our home. Like, there's been a couple of times yeah. where I'll head out like after dark, not crazy late, but I mean, sometimes it's been like after 10 p.m. And I'll say to him, like, I'm just gonna walk over to the convenience store. And even me just going there at 10 p.m., he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I like this. So I'm on FaceTime with him the entire time I'm walking to the convenience <laughs> store. And uh, yeah. But I walk in there and sometimes it's just, you know, one, the the one convenience store bias. It's like this small little dude. Like, he's not a big guy. I'm like, man, if someone came in here and just wanted to fuck this guy up or rob him, like, he's, what's he going to do? He's this small little guy. The one next door is, um, little a, yeah, a little, like, Chinese woman. Like, she's so small. I'm like this and they're open till like 11 o'clock 12 o'clock whatever it is like, maybe she's this like is Yoda, a scary though, job man they're the ones that you gotta exactly. worry about maybe she's, she's like gonna Yoda, pull right? some ninja <laughs> maybe but she's really old no it's true it's true but so it Yoda. seems like a scary job because you're no it's, well, it's a yeah. convenience yeah. store you're there by yourself yeah, like yeah. it's not like there's staff there you're alone yeah. and crazy people know you're alone in there yeah and obviously they're targeted and even and even that too like they're it's targeted like nine out of ten times it's targeted it's not really for you just give them what they want exactly right? yeah so that's why i'm more like maybe more alert than the average person to right. say you know when they want to go do their mobile stuff they're more you know they advertise and they're more open about it you're you cautious. can't vet anybody until you get into that house 
you don't know what's going on. That's the way I am. You can screen them as much as you I want I thought to. I was cynical, but like, that's what I've always thought. Like, yes, you can go through all the safety protocols and you can vet the people and whatever. But what person's going to say like, yes, I am a psychopath and yeah. I do intend to eat you. Like, yeah. th- that's not going to happen. Have you, have you ever rolled up to someone's place and you're like, no, 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 no. And just like, I'm not even, I'm just going to just reverse out and just drive away. No, thankfully... Personally, I've never all word of mouth. That's why, right? Yeah, I've I've thankfully never had like you know other things like that, like like we said, like the stairs or the carrying things, or maybe not having a lot of room to work with, or you know things like that. But never anything to like the next level degree. Thankfully, have you ever had it the complete reverse? I've had this in the complete reverse, not as a massage therapist. Well, it ended up being a massage client, but as a personal trainer, I used to do personal training at this high end club in Mississauga at the time it was called the fitness Institute. And so everyone there goes there has got a lot of money. And so one of my clients, she's like, my sister-in-law is looking for a trainer to come go to her house. She lives, she lives up in Maple. And she gives me the, she, I'm like, yeah, no problem, I'll go. She gives me the address. And I'm, this is before Maple was like built the way it is. I was like, Maple's like nice. Exactly. And I'm driving, I'm driving. And I'm like, this is just sending me to a fucking farm. What's going on here? Now it's just fields <laughs> and fields and farms and shit. Yeah, country. And then I pulled up into this gated community. And then it's, I was like, okay, I can do this yeah. now. And it was like the nicest fucking set of mansions, custom homes. But initially I was like, are you fucking kidding me where the hell is she sending She's me like to buttfuck nowhere <laughs> she set me up she sent me to buttfuck nowhere and but have you ever been pleasantly surprised by that where you just roll up you're like whoa i, I mean like i've definitely rolled up to yeah people's houses been like i've had clients that are like can we do the massage out back by the by the pool by the pool or in the cabana yeah. or you know so i do have clients. not a bad day at work not a bad day. yeah it's yeah. not a bad day at work all it's right, inspiring. Yeah. It's inspiring. It's I motivating. Like I like that. Yeah. So I've some pleasantly surprised, but thankfully I don't have like too bad of a horror story. Oh, well, that's good. as good. far as mobiles. But yeah, concerned. you were careful, and it is true when something happens to you. Um, you know, maybe it's like a mild form of PTSD, but like that shit sticks with you, and then you are on high alert. You know, I was rear-ended a couple years ago while driving with my kids. And I noticed that like I constantly am looking in the rear view when I'm coming to red lights. Now, like that's where it happened. Yeah. I read light. And I'm always looking in the rear view like slow down, fucker, slow down, fucker. <laughs> because the time that it happened to me, I didn't see it coming. I wasn't looking in the mirror and it took me yeah. off guard. I mean, although that was probably better because then I didn't brace myself. Right. But now I'm constantly looking in my rear view when I'm slowing down, like you're getting way too close to me. I feel anxious when somebody's like really like riding up my butt. <laughs> like I, yeah. It's... No, I, uh, I, I understand for sure. Absolutely. Scary shit. So yeah, you were having a fucking fabulous massage career. And then. I was, I was. You know, the last few years have been uh, harder, right? Like I was in an MVA in 2019, uh, pretty severe. And um, it's changed a lot for me. That's also part of the reason too, you know. Yeah. Amongst others uh, that, you know, kind of landed where we're at today. Did COVID fuck you up on the, the work front too? Yeah, COVID too is definitely part of it. You know, yeah. I think when you, I think you can't help, you know, with everything that's been happening, like you can't really like help but take a step back and really reflect on everything, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, especially if you are the smaller percentage of the people that, you know, maybe don't follow the narrative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so much, right? Yeah. So, 
it makes it even that much harder, yeah. you know, to, uh, to transition. So our news cycle doesn't fucking help a thing. I was listening to a talk show host in the, he's, he is on a station in Toronto and because they're, they're doing everything from their house. He hasn't gone into a studio, but he travels because he's got family in the States. And so he was, he was still doing his morning show from the States because he just jumps on the fucking computer and does shit. And he is like a, everyone should be vaccinated kind of guy. He's very vocal about it, but he's also very vocal about mandates are bullshit, right? That type of thing. And he was in Texas and he's like, it is so fucking different when you are out of a 24-7 news cycle that just tells you COVID is going to kill you. He's like, down here in Texas, there are no mandates, there are no this, there are no masking. No, they're just it's like normal. They're just, like the yeah. way they're just, they're just living be. life and and there are a larger population of people that are in hospital. There are a larger population of people that have died, but he's also like, there's also double the population here than there is back home. And back home's got all this shit. And he's like, it really played, he's, he's, he's saying that it really plays with you psychologically and you don't even recognize it until you're out of it to go, holy fuck. Like you just sit there in a news cycle for two years getting scared out of your fucking head. And then as soon as he stepped out of it, he's like, it's really kind of fucking psychologically freeing to not have that there. And you, and you change and you feel significantly different i can only imagine what that feels like and i i personally am also someone that really tries hard to to keep a lot of it out you know like i don't watch the news every day right. i don't put it on the tv even online social media you mm -hmm. know i see stuff i'm like no 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 like you know when i want to know something or when i want to do research on something all all i make the decision when i want to engage in that right mm -hmm. um and even with that effort, it's still in your face, literally everywhere. It yeah, literally everywhere. I mean, look at the three of us sitting in here. Conversations these days all seem to, at some point or another, turn to COVID because it's affected every single person, every business, every decision. Yeah. You know, like every morning when I have to get my kids ready for school, and you know, I'm signing off that they have no symptoms. I have to pack masks for them, like all this shit that I'm like holy fuck yeah. like it's all just it's all just too much so yeah to get out of it uh, i'm just gonna say this um like i've had people to my face say you know the unvax could die for all i care yeah people I, are ugly i've seen people it's ugly. on my facebook family members yeah. say if you are unvaccinated you don't deserve health care that one That's will never sit with me it's, it's last time i checked i i probably pay more taxes than you do so sit I, down. I don't i don't even care about taxes or anything it's like it's how can you feel good about yourself as a human to say another human should die because they've made a medical choice and you may not understand their reason i'm not even going to get into the reasons because it doesn't fucking matter the point is when you're talking about putting something in somebody else's body that doesn't come with zero risk i don't like that mentality though like feel how you want to feel about vaccines like in my personal belief i've been vocal about this you want to get vaccinated i respect you you should you don't want to get vaccinated i respect you it's your fucking body do what you want what I don't like are the people saying, if you're unvaccinated, you deserve nothing. Because, you know, we've talked about this and I know people don't agree on this, but where do we draw the line? So if you um, 
You know, my you own gra- my own grandmother died of lung cancer. You drink. She literally was the person that lit her cigarette with her last cigarette. I used to be that person. It was so good. No, it's disgusting. It was but, fabulous. I loved it. So did my grandmother deserve yeah. to to yeah. just die? Like we shouldn't have helped her. She shouldn't have got the cancer treatments. But the point is when it comes to anything, any medical procedure, body autonomy is always going to be important to me. I've spent my entire life focusing on informed consent. I don't yeah. think anybody should have a right to tell someone what they have to do. And yes, I understand you have a choice, but if your choice is you take this or you lose your livelihood, that's not a choice. That's not a choice. That is not a fucking yeah. choice. But just to kind of correlate the two and veer back, like even in practice right like because my practice did revolve like working in a clinic and then also doing my thing so even there like people like just want to talk about it all the time feel entitled to that they need to know what you do if you're vaccinated what you do how many did you get your booster did you get this did you do that But we've given them permission to because we are mandated to ask them if they're vaccinated you know what i mean like i have to ask my patients if they're vaccinated i can't be upset if they're asking me if i am because i'm asking them this actually brings up a very a very important topic i think since the majority of the population is vaccinated and massage therapy is healthcare in ontario I feel like the majority of the population just assumes that the massage therapist is vaccinated. So this came up in in, in uh, I had a record keeping course that I was I was teaching uh, last last Friday, and one of the therapists was telling us a story how she has a client who is asking about her vaccination status about the therapist vaccination status. This isn't her regular client. She normally sees other people in that clinic. And this therapist knows who in this clinic is vaccinated, who isn't, but the patient just assumed everybody was. And so it made for, I think, a very awkward conversation to say, like, don't assume everyone's vaccinated just because, like, this is a private clinic. This is not a hospital. This is not a place that there's a vaccination mandate. So do not assume that everyone here is. You can ask, but you also have to be very mindful they don't have to tell you. And you also have to be very mindful. If they choose to not disclose it to you, that doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't vaccinated. It doesn't mean that they are vaccinated. It simply means they're choosing choosing to not not to to disclose it to you. So, you know, at the end of the day, do what you want with this information. But that was the con. And I think that's a very important thing to bring up because a lot of the general public would think, hey, I'm going to go see my my massage therapist, my physiotherapist, my chiropractor, and they're working in facilities that don't have a mandate. But because of your healthcare, they might naturally assume that you are vaccinated. There's a lot of assumptions. I've seen, um, you know, discussions where people say, uh, if somebody chooses not or pref- uh, says they prefer not to disclose, you can assume they're unvaccinated. No, that you is can't. false. I know a massage therapist from the very beginning when the vaccine started to roll out. I know she's vaccinated yeah. because we're friends. From the very beginning, she sort of put up a post saying, this is not something I'm ever going to talk about. I don't want this, to, you know, basically she wants wants everyone to know that my medical choice is my medical choice. If you ask me, I'm going to say I prefer not to disclose. She is vaccinated, but she's deciding that That's where she this is this is where I stand. I prefer not to disclose. And yeah, our patients have the option to say that. So RMTs have the option to exactly. say that. I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with with patients asking, and I think in this climate, it's expected that they're going to ask. I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I just the patients is they're in a vulnerable position already. 
and there's already potentially a, a, a lack of knowledge already when it comes to stuff. And so when when you're in the environment that we're describing, where you're in this 24-7 news cycle that just pushes vaccinations and you're going to die if you get COVID and blah, 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 blah. I understand why a patient might be like, are you fucking okay? Are you vaccinated? Can you tell me if you're vaccinated? Because if you're not, like, I don't, I don't feel safe being here. So I don't fault a client at all for asking the question. What I do hope, though, is vaccinated or unvaccinated, that the therapist has that type of discussion with the patient of, you know, don't make the assumption. Yes, you can ask, but. Be, You're not entitled to an answer. Ex- exactly, that type and of thing. And it does go both and, ways. And we recognize why you would ask. I recognize why anyone would ask, but also recognize like they don't necessarily have to tell you a bloody fucking thing if they don't want to, right? It's a it's a very strange. It is. It's strange. It's a hard. Uh, it's a hard thing to navigate. It's those fuckers who are not empathetic or compassionate. This is not a hard thing to navigate. One well, that's fucking what I mean. Bit. The ones who right. say, I, like I said, the the man I heard on the radio who was like, um, I can't believe we're we're catering to a bunch of people that just won't get a simple needle. And I was like, it's not that simple. No, as a bro. matter of fact, we are all catering to a smaller population who is more vulnerable. When you really look at it. Right, you're really protecting the vulnerable people who are a very small percentage of the population. So everyone breaks down and bends for that. Everybody just do what you're told. Stay home. Lock down. Blah blah blah. You're shutting down people's businesses. People are losing their livelihoods. They're they're unable to feed their families. The suicide rates have gone through the roof. The mental health issues are all over the place. And again, we're right now on Mental Health Awareness Day. Like this is health is not just. I'm just going to say this last thing. We have literally narrowed down our healthcare system to being healthy is the absence of having COVID. That is not the case. Physical health matters. Mental health matters. I was on the phone with my dad right before I came in here. He's got some shit going on and I, I've been nagging him for a week. You need to call your doctor. You need to call your doctor. And he keeps saying, I just got to wait for this pandemic to die down because I don't, you know, I don't know I'm going to need blood work and I don't know how I'm going to get into the lab. And this, I'm like, turn off your fucking TV. I've been getting blood work done for the last two weeks. It's not any different. I walked into the lab today. I got my blood taken. I was in and out in 15 minutes. Go to your fucking doctor. People are afraid to go to their doctor. Big fucking collateral damage is happening because we're trying to protect vulnerable people. We're doing it wrong. It's an interesting Sad, but true. It's an interesting go. Yeah. But anyway, it, it is hard. It's hard yes. to be in the massage industry, I think. I never navigating thought. Navigating COVID. I, honestly, because because I haven't treated crazy, especially during COVID, I didn't treat crazy at all. And it's not my primary source of income. Therefore, I don't have to be in the treatment room treating crazy. I didn't even really think of it from that side, how hard it is on just you as a person having to deal with this person that feels this way, whether it's a, and whether, that's whether it's very for, expressive exactly, also, whether it's for or against whatever yeah, you believe, yeah. right? Whether it aligns with you or not, but it's just like one person comes in and they're very kind of like against vaccinations and mandates. And then the next person that comes in super vocal talking about like how everyone should be vaccinated and, and we need to shut everything down. And the next person that comes in and says, I just lost my grandmother. And the next person that comes in and yeah. says, Hey, my cousin had COVID. It and it was like it was like a hangover for me it's just like all day long you just had you're all just, of those clients i've never i never thought of that well i mean the covid conversations when the clients start them i i try not to you know say too much i just you know, that's what mm-hmm. i say now I, mm. I i this is literally the response right like i'm like at this point like 
because I've had, I've had people really just ugly, right? And say really ugly things and right. lost clients. And, you know, so I just say, listen, you know what? COVID, this is a no COVID zone. Yep. I said, it's in our face all the time. I said, we're not going to talk about it in here. Good for you. And and that's and that's where we got to go because I, even for just me, I was like, I just can't. I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to care. I, you do you. I'm going to do me. Like, that's where we're at. Right. You know, like, that's where yeah. we're at two years later. So I wish that could just be the attitude. You know, everybody just mind your business you let people you need to do let people you. live stop trying to tell everyone how to think and what to do and you know just and just we don't like have me. to hate just people because they don't uh, <laughs> think like you you know like we hate people now you're like oh yeah it's you insane don't think me. that okay well it's we can't be friends like, now like, i asked you last night you asked me last night because i have a i have a really good friend from massage school like uh, 17 years later we're still pretty good friends and they agree on nothing like when it comes to this kind when of thing stuff, their like, views we, are we're, we're polar opposite, opposite. And, and a man asked me like how are you how how is she still your friend after your conversations and i'm like it's called mutual it's, respect it's, yeah it's it, this is the That's way literally this is the way i think respect. about stuff and this is the way she thinks about stuff and then it has nothing to do i don't view her personally any different she doesn't view me personally i'm the, still the same yeah. person before exactly. she heard my opinion yeah. on this thing and yeah. That's all there is. And then on top of that, I don't think anyone should be taking all that seriously, including myself. Like, just because I say something doesn't mean any fucking thing, right? It's yeah, true. It's, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's impressive to me because I've seen a lot of friendships break up. But then when I was, and after just even family, between yes. family, spouses, not just like friends, oh, no. like, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. just like even family. Like, well, this is what, you know, after he said that, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because, for example, like, my mom and I couldn't be more different in the way that we view things. And, um, I mean, she's my mom, and I talk to her every day, and we just, COVID's just not our topic of discussion. There's no point. I know how she feels. She knows how I feel. And we just, you know, mutual respect and we just don't talk about let it. Let it be, yeah. Just let it be. I'm easy going when it comes to all this stuff because I'm fine to have a conversation about almost anything. I'm okay to hear a conversation, even if it's the most disgusting, insulting thing. I'm okay to hear it. It doesn't, it doesn't really bother me all that much. And then I'm fine to make decisions on what I'm going to, like, for example, we were having a conversation the other day about, you know, why would you put up with people if if they don't serve you well at this like in other words can do you find it easy to get rid of a friendship and my answer is always yes i find it very easy to get rid of a friendship actually i even find it very easy to cut off family members like i don't see that any fucking different to be honest with you so for me this stuff is easy i like i'm as things come in and they roll off my back like a duck and i don't think twice about it and then when if i ever get to a point of we got to cut this out it's 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 a long time coming like that's yeah. a that's a very high threshold that has to be met yeah. before before i'm cutting ties but then you know i don't know i mean i agree right i don't uh, to me family friend doesn't matter right yeah, like yeah. my relationship whatever that is whether it's personal work whatever it is right like we have to have a mutual respect and if it's not there, you got to go. I mean, yeah. it is really just as simple as that, right? Yeah. And I think especially the older you get, the more oh, you you're like, I, I, no, I, I don't care. To wait, I don't want to deal with bullshit. Wait like, till you get to your fourth decade of life. It's so fucking freeing. We had yeah. someone in here shooting video the other day. She's like a year older than me. She's like 48 years old. She's like, my 40s are fucking fabulous. I can't she was like, wait I can't wait 50. to be 50. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I was just telling care. her like, I'm like, oh, like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm approaching that 40 mark. I, I mean, it's great. Me too. Me too. I'm approaching it. I've, I'm going to be 38 when weeks you get, today. When you, when y'all, when y'all get here, y'all get to this spot. In this driver's seat, it's fucking fabulous. I bet. It's fucking fabulous. You you really feel fucking free yeah. completely. 
It's true. Like even myself, I notice that too. Like the older you get, the more you're like, no. And the things that don't serve me just have to go, yep. right? Because it's also about my, and it, maybe it is because of the energy work and, you know, like I try to preserve that because, right. you know, it's hard. It's hard to have people that are miserable, that are in pain every day, come to you, see you. Like you're dealing with so many people's. Yeah. The last thing I need is that negative or that bad stuff from the people around me that yeah. you know mm. should not be that so this inactive year what do you what are you hoping to happen in this and like what are we working through this inactive year because you're i assume that this is going to be something you're using this time to decide is this something i yeah, want to continue it, doing or not um that's my assumption i anyway. mean i would love to of course um, I mean, I took the year off and I put it inactive because, you know, again, I'm not trying to shoot myself in the foot. Yeah. You know, I want to see how it's going to go. Right. We don't know what's going to happen in a year. Yeah. Um, so ideally, you know, figuring out the next step, um, that would be ideal. Right. Yeah. And this next year, um, would it be around massage? I ideally would love that, you know, because this is what I've known and, I love it and I'm good at it. Yeah. So um I would like that. What do we know what that is? I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um it's hard too because you know I, again like I'm not to bring it back but you know with everything with COVID Absolutely. it limits your options too, especially again if you're in that few oh, yeah. people that you know again don't follow that narrative and are mm-hmm, you know um it's hard. You don't have all the options that you would normally. So mm. uh, it's hard to navigate that. It's hard to figure it out, you know, because the second you do, you're like, well, you know, you could do that. But then you're like, oh, well, yeah, you need this. And oh, no, you need to be jabbed. And oh, yeah, no, you need that. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's mandates and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's interesting. Uh, it's interesting. It's really interesting. It's, it's not a good place to be for sure. But um, so it seems that COVID was definitely a big driving factor in you going inactive. But you had mentioned there were other other reasons as well, right? Like I, I assume yeah. you want to take a year and really figure out, like you did when you were twenty, yeah, what you're going to do with your life. <laughs> I know, not the best place to be again. But I'm also off healing. Like I, I mentioned, like I, I was in an MVA in 2019. Yeah, right. um, basically like 2020. Like was basically the end of the year. And, um, you know, still healing from that, right? Um, so that's part of it too, you know? I think I, my body's been through a lot. Yeah. And in this job, uh, we all know, right? It's physical and uh, there's only so much you can take too. So, um, but definitely would like to build on top of that now. So nice. what that will look like, it's still up in the air, but... So we're gonna have to have her back. We'll figure at that some out. point and see what? where you decided to at take your career. Or something. Like, yeah, are sure. you gonna be a person that comes back and you like wrote a book? Are you gonna be a person that comes back and you you know started a whole new business venture? Are you still gonna be in manual therapy? I think you will. I think you know. I think you do love it somehow. I do love in it in some yeah. way. You'll. I think you'll be in this profession. Sweet. So if you win the lottery, like big time. You know what? If I win the lottery, my I my ultimate like goal what i would love to do in life um and again a, a lot of it stems from my upbringing and my experiences in life but yeah. um if i had money like no issue i would definitely like to go out to the country mm. you know maybe a couple hours out or something have a nice big property and build a nice facility for healing um for people that have issues 
with weight, Mm -hmm. with mental, Mm -hmm. you know, like I want to have like all of it, like the nature element, the, the holistic stuff, you know, the meditation and all that. So you could do like the therapy, retreats, training. It's not like a, a I guess kind of like a retreat, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like an addict, you know, when you, um, check yourself into yeah to, to, rehab. to rehab yeah you know you, you stay go, for a month you, or two or whatever you get people to help facilitate your health and yeah you become proactive so you want to have like the that, physical yeah. the mental the emotional yeah, even like, like the all cooking, of it have yeah. like cooking classes I like nutritional um just like every element to get you back right Honestly, mentally to get you back right physically so mm. that way when you do go back home you're you have a really good foundation to keep keep going and obviously the mental like the psychological you know all of that together in one facility you know with all the good stuff too like a nice pool you know you don't win you don't need to win the lottery to to i mean that's it's a big uh it's a big thing it's a big undertaking yeah but again if it's uh it's needed yeah it is needed it actually doesn't really exist like I've, i've actually looked into it it's needed um and it and it's really and there is a bunch of places like in the states, you know, and they're so damn expensive. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, it's there really does it, there really isn't something like that here and uh, in Canada generally. But um, that would be good. It's needed. <laughs> yeah, you just need um, a handful of like-minded professionals mm-hmm. that want to go live <laughs> a couple hours I mean, I in would the country. Love to live out Seriously, in the country. At the like, end of the hell yeah. like, like oh, you need a handful of other professionals that say, "Okay, let's invest in this property. We're all just going to live here like a fucking commune." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I mean, this we're is talking we're about like like big property, Ab- not just absolutely. a little like a one exactly. acre. Like it's going to be no, no, no. Like a, 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 yeah. a big, a big. I, I totally get it. And I think if you had the the right people that had the same vision, you can make that happen without the whole lottery thing. Because once I'm living. And I'm loving my life in this place and I'm helping and I'm help facilitating healing and everything else. In those scenarios, it's not about how much more money am I gonna make. Do you see what I'm saying? But if you had if you had if you had those handful of people that the two handfuls of people that are all equally passionate about this type of thing, and then they all kind of invest their time and 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 in their experience and something like that, I think that collective is massive and that that's when i think big things can happen like we're working on something big and we're doing it as a collective and it's, it's big it, it would have been way too much to we would have bit off way more than we can possibly yeah. chew if it was just us and as a collective of with passionate people it becomes a whole other story where it's it's it feels way more doable we probably still did bite off with too much we could chew we always do but but i mean that that to me is part of it. Well, I'm excited to see what happens like with it. it. And I think this this year off, like you know, it. if it is only one year, but at least this first year off, I think you're going to figure out a lot of things about what you need. And like you said, you're still healing, right? Get yourself in a good position yeah. and then see where you can go with it. It might start small and then grow and grow and yeah, grow. Of course, but of course. I knew you'd stay in the profession, healing in some way. Obviously, that's that's where you're going to be. For sure. I like it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely right. has to be healing in some way. I feel you can't, you can't do it all these years and then just be like, okay, we're done. Like It, it just <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't work Mark that could. way. I think with a lot of jobs, <laughs> it does work that way. You're like, right, whatever, right. I do my job and then I go somewhere else and I'm done, you know, but I don't, I don't personally see it that way. I, this yeah. isn't a job no, that I you just, it. you know, you don't just walk from. So 
Yeah. yeah. Agreed. This is good yeah. hanging. Yeah. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, guys. It's so good. We're going to have you back. We're going to do an update. See where yes, you're at. we'll sure. do an update. Yeah. We'll definitely do something for sure. Cool. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.